In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. It's a wonderful thing to be free. Whenever I hear that song, it just, it touches me. It still touches me after all these years. Thank God I am free. I'm not the same woman I used to be. I am free, people. That's right. I'm snapping my fingers. I'm shaking. I'm free. (laughs) I'm acting silly tonight. But I am thankful to be free, and I'm glad to be on the air with you all again. How you be? How you be doing? I hope you be doing good, because I be doing fine. (laughs) If you're wondering, just in case you're wondering, I be doing just fine. Not too much um, new information, or should I say not too much happening this past week. Um, what did we do special this week? Well, we did, go to, we did go to an anniversary celebration for one of the local ministries here in the area. And that was, that was a pleasure. It was a nice outing. And I was very uh, proud uh, of the work that that ministry was doing. Uh, we got to hear the, the chaplain of the Senate speak again, Senator Black. And so that was kind of fun. And what else have I been working on? This week I, uh, I kept, I'm still making plans for that gospel musical production I think I told you guys about a couple of weeks back. Still working on that, trying to get the advertisement um, out there about the auditions. So that's had me kind of involved. Um, Equipping the Saints Ministries will be having the first audition for our gospel production, The Glory of the Lord, on April the 2nd. And 
The next one will be on April the 9th. If you're in the local area and you're interested by any chance in auditioning, we are pre-screening the participants. That's why I didn't put the location and the times on the air or on, on the websites because we are pre-screening the participants. You must call if you are interested, if you want to sign up for the auditions. That number is area code 805 765 5873. You must call or you can write us at our usual email address vir2us1 at verizon.net. If you're interested, that's going to be coming up on us pretty soon. I have to admit, I've been a little bit anxious because this is not new for me, but it's new for me in this area. So I'm starting from scratch, people. But I'm meeting new faces, I'm making new contacts, and I'm enjoying the process. I can say that's been exciting. The people that I've met so far have been, uh, for the most part, uh, helpful and excited too. So what else is special? well, as you know, if you were listening to the show, last week we had Miss Veronica Wright on the air with us. Um, she is my new buddy. <laughs> That's my new sister in Christ, okay? <laughs> so we had her on the air, and um, I have to remind you about her book, Boxes of Secrets. It's a very good read and a very powerful testimony, and she... Uh, was telling us about her own um, journey as far as how she overcame the sexual abuse that happened in her life as a child. And not only that, but the generational um, curses and consequences and the pain and the suffering that had been passed down not only from to her, but to almost every other female in her, well, really every other female in her family background was also sexually abused. And some of them more than once, and some of them in very traumatic ways. So anyway, um, we've been playing phone tag. Uh, She has committed to coming back on the show, which I'm very excited about that. But now it's just a matter of getting it scheduled. (laughs) So yes, that is cool. Real cool. I just really enjoy talking with her. Because you know me, people. I like to keep it real. I don't like to have it too scripted. I like it to just flow from the heart. And uh, I feel that she did a very good job of doing that. So, let's see. We, oh yeah, before Veronica came on the air, we just started a topic and we started talking about cheating Cheating, C-H-E-A-T-I-N-G, cheating. Mm-hmm. More specifically, the consequences of cheating. But I don't want to forget to remind you all about the book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. I don't think I got to say anything about it last week, so I want to at least pitch it at least once tonight. Written by me, Minister Diane Jones. Millions of people 
Believe it or not, folks, millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rapists, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Cheating is one of those sexual abuses that I'm going to talk about again tonight. And that's one of those lifestyle choices. Okay. For some people, it is an ongoing thing. Um, Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed, delivered from abusing others? Find answers to these questions and many others in these pages. Overcoming sexual abuse. And guess what? I know I mentioned a couple of weeks back that my third book was in the works, that it was um, in the design phase of production. Well, I received notice today that it is finally, it should actually be live. It should be live at this point and available for sale because I am waiting for my complimentary copies. I should be getting them any day in the mail, which means that it should be live and available online. The story of me, a black nurse. Now that one is not as much of a spiritual perspective that is included because, you know, that's a big part of my life. But that one is about my nursing career. And I tell it, of course, from my perspective as a black woman living in an area where it was predominantly, where I was basically the minority most of the time. So anyway, I wanted to memorialize my experience and I'm hoping that my experience will help prepare others who are going into the nursing profession for some of the, um, some of the wonderful uh, aspects of it, but also some of the challenges, some of the politics and some of the uh, responsibilities that you don't learn about in school. Okay. So anyway, you've got to get that for your collection. Um, the story of me, a black nurse, it's available at the same places, authorhouse.com. Uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, on my personal website, FiledBy.com. Uh, as soon as I get a chance, I'll be adding that link to this this uh, this show. I am not the same woman I used to be. I'll be adding it to my host page. Alrighty, I've done enough of that. So. Yeah, I guess I have because it's getting close to break time and I haven't said a whole lot, have I? Well, we're going to be talking about cheating tonight. Cheating is sexual abuse of another kind. You know what? I have a question and maybe some of you are listening and you just might want to call me if you think you have the answer to this question. Why is it that we see so much about this on TV you know, in shows like Desperate Housewives and in the soap operas, which I haven't seen in years, but, you know, the real housewives of this city or that city or whatnot, in the shows, in the movies, we see so much about cheating, but it is glamorized. It is glamorized. In those shows, they don't tell you about the devastation that comes because of cheating. 
they don't talk to you or or show you know the stds the what the, what it causes as far as divorce how divorce uh destroys homes how those homes being destroyed ruins the lives of the children involved even where they act out behaviorally uh where they develop um you know low self-esteem and things of that nature why is, is why is that i want to know if you have a have an opinion the first time we talked about this we asked people if they had ever been cheated on and if so how did it make them feel well now my question is why is there so much glamorization of this thing called cheating anyway after the break okay <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, if you want to call me and you think you can answer that question for me or help me understand <laughs> why there's so much glamorization of cheating on television right now, even on the so-called high school shows, you know, I mean, I haven't watched any of them to tell you the truth because the little trailers, the little commercials that I see are enough to just, man, you know, you, you talk about talking to the TV. 
<laughs> my husband will tell you that I talk back to the TV. And when I see these few little uh, commercials that show, like in a matter of uh, 30 seconds, teenagers talking about having sex, cheating, being gay, lesbian, or something like that, all in like 30 seconds on a show for so supposedly for high schoolers. <laughs> I don't get it, people. So if you want to call me, 877-864-4869, see if you can help me understand. I probably won't agree with you. I don't know. I might. I have my own opinion about it. But I'm going to tell you what my granny used to say. My granny said to me, she used to say it to us, if you will lie, you will steal. If you'll steal, you will cheat. In other words, you ain't no good. <laughs> you ain't no good. It's all dishonest. It's all deceitful. It's all, it all speaks of low character, and sadly, that is consistent with the sinful nature of mankind. It's, it, is, it, is, it is inherent in the sinful nature of mankind. All three acts are evil. If you are capable of one act, you're capable of all of them. That's what my granny always told us, you know, and I think even though that that's not an actual scripture, I think it's consistent with scripture. <laughs> I, I, you know, like I said, um, a couple weeks ago, I've been on both sides of this coin. So I'm not pointing the finger as though I am without sin. Thank God I've been delivered, though. I've been delivered um, when I cheated, not that I'm making excuses, but when I did cheat, I thought that I was justified because I had been cheated on several times, but I'm here to tell you that it didn't make it any better. It didn't make the consequences any better. The outcome wasn't any better, um, so I wasn't justified, not in the eyes of God anyway. Um, and I'm probably going to read a little bit of that tonight um, from my book, The Story of Me. I'll probably read a little bit of that to you. But let me tell you here, the first time I was cheated on, and I say the first time because it was more than once, I was absolutely, totally devastated. Totally devastated. I mean, when I... When I found out, and the way that I found out, my screen is telling me I got a problem here. Are you still there? Okay, wonderful, wonderful. I thought I had a problem for a second there. <laughs> Where was I? If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. 
Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops in home. I'm so sorry about that, people. I hope it wasn't uh, too distressing for you. We got we had a few technical problems. Just when I was about to tell you how totally devastated I was, then <laughs> then the system was devastated, I guess, huh? <laughs> well, anyway, coming from a background that included sexual, physical, emotional, and mental abuse, I'd already been cheated out of so much. You know, that's how I felt. I felt like I had already been cheated out of so much. My, my father and my mother, they had already robbed me of my virtue, of my virginity, of love, of a safe and secure home, of family, of my childhood. You know, after all, they were my parents. These are the people that were supposed to nurture, protect, raise me, care for me, so forth and so on. Okay? Their betrayal was utterly, it was life-changing already. Already, I still had not even overcome those issues. At that point in my life, I was still surviving, okay? I hadn't come to the place of, of overcoming yet. So the cheating that I, that I found out about in my marriage was a trigger. It, it triggered some of those underlying emotions that I hadn't truly dealt with. You know, and um, it basically brought back those insecurities. It brought back the confusion. It brought back the emotional pain uh, to be deceived, to be lied to, to be um, for to, to to basically be rejected. When your spouse cheats on you, they have, in a sense, they have actually rejected you and chosen someone else in, in, instead of you, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the way some of them say, well, it didn't mean anything, and I still love you and all that, that's, I don't get that. That, to me, is a bunch of hogwash, because love is patient. Love is kind. Love fawneth not itself. Love doesn't do any evil. Now, I'm talking scripture there, okay? Love doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt. Love, you know, love is, is commitment. It's kind. So anyway, I ain't finna start preaching. I started thinking things like, you know, I, I, I was a good girl. I was a good girl. You know, why did my parents, 
mistreat me? Why did they do the things that they did to me? I'm a good wife. You know, I started associating that same pain of my childhood with my with my marriage. I'm a good wife. I was a good wife at that time in my life. I'm telling y'all, let me tell you, at that time in my life, I was only 18. I was working full time. I, of course, ran the house, you know, did the house and everything. I was the type of dutiful, dedicated wife who ran my husband's bath water, who laid his slippers out for him when he got home. Um, who cooked full-course meals even back then at 18 years old because that was one thing my granny, show enough, taught me how to do was cook what I came to learn later as soul food, okay? So I could cook a roast and I could cook potatoes and I could cook, you know, some cabbage and some cornbread and and a whole full-course meal um, and have that ready when my honey husband came home and so I felt like I was a good wife you know I was committed I was dedicated why is my husband rejecting me rejection is very very painful why does he want someone else over me why did he lie about it I I also felt like you know if you didn't want me anymore why didn't you just why wouldn't you just honest why couldn't you just tell me I just decided I didn't want you no more, which I guess, in fact, he did tell me. He did tell me that, too. He just told me he wasn't in love anymore, and he just didn't want me anymore. So go that double, double, double the pain, okay? The way I found out was so crushing. I ain't even going to go into all those details. Um, but it was it was absolutely crushing. That is what cheating does, okay? It crushes. When one cheats on another, they rob the unsuspecting partner of trust and respect. Sex is more than a physical act, people. It's more than just a physical act. We are spirit beings, okay? Humans are spirit beings. So each time one partners with another person through the act of sex, your spirit is involved. Your es- the essence of you is involved. Some of you may not be in touch with that part of yourself, but it's still involved. You exchange your essence, not just physically, but spiritually. Women, if you have sex with a man who is spiritually void or full of demonic issues, sin issues, character issues, you run the risk of taking on his issues. Yes, you do. It's called a soul tie. You end up being bound to that person in the spirit, and that's why so many women can't get out of these abusive relationships because you end up being bound. The longer you stay connected to him, the longer he will rape you you, and I say rape because raping is also a stripping, you know, it's also a a, a stripping and a violating of oneself. He will rape you and strip you of your essence. You will lose yourself. Uh, If you are having sex with a man casually, you are casually being raped of your essence. 
Got to go to break. I'll be back. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ali Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Toginet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, I'm back with you. Oh, my goodness. I forgot to tell you all what kind of tea I was drinking tonight. <laughs> I just looked over here and I realized that I got it all ready and, and had, it, had it in my steeper and, you know, getting brewing it and everything. And I didn't even pour any for myself. I totally forgot about it because I just got all involved in the conversation with you all. But I am drinking the... Chai tea. Yes, I have a mixed blend of two types of chai tea. White, oh my goodness, white Ayurvedic chai and samurai chai mate. I hope that I said that right. <laughs> so anyway, hmm, let me see. Yes, it still smells good. This is, uh, this is quite a strong, um, 
flavor, but it's good. You know, it's still good. So I guess when you want a little kick or something, you know, that you drink this one. So I must have a little sip here. Mm. Yep, that's pretty good. Now, where was I? Where was I? I hope you have your tea. Forgive me, even though I forgot to say it. I hope you do have your tea. Where was I? We were talking about cheating. Yes, we were talking about being casually raped of your essence, of who you are, who you were created to be, who you were meant to be, you know, slowly becoming hard-hearted, you know, um, losing your your conscience, losing your self-esteem. That's what I'm talking about when I say being raped of your essence, you know, of your character. Let me see. I talked to you about the first time. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the second time that I knew of. You know, that doesn't mean that it didn't happen more than this, but this is the time that I was aware of. The second time, I'm going to read that to you from my book, The Story of Me. This is a chapter that says it's called The Beginning of the End. All right? We were now approaching our fifth year of being back together. As the year came to an end, I began to see signs of the old behavior coming back in my husband. Like I said, for some people, this seems to be, uh, you know, an ongoing thing, a repetitive thing, uh, a way of life. Um, he started staying away from home again, mm-hmm. staying at work after hours, even when the shop was closed. Mm-hmm. I became suspicious been through it before, you know, not quite the same circumstances, but when you've been cheated on, you know, it affects your ability to trust. <laughs> so I became suspicious, but every time I called or went to his job to check on him, he was there. So he was being real slick. I knew something was wrong. One evening after he came home, he broke down in tears. He was very distraught and dissatisfied with his life. He felt that he was working hard and going nowhere. You know, sadly, that's often a precursor to things like this. People on both sides, women and men, you know, feel like the grass is greener on the other side or they feel like whatever they're dealing with in life, you know, um, they just need a pick-me-upper or they just need someone else to make them feel good so the enemy deceives them and lies to them and they buy the lie that they can find that happiness outside of the marriage. Okay, so he felt like he was working hard and going nowhere. I did not understand his feelings fully. I understood his his uh, his feelings as far as uh, you know being dissatisfied with his 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 career and his job um but, but basically i tried to suggest let me let me just read instead of analyzing my own book here <laughs> i suggested that he seek new interest or go back to school you know make changes if he wasn't happy but make them in a positive way he did not agree he said that he did not even love me and that he was only using me, okay? He was drunk at the time. All I could think was, here we go again. I was right. He blamed it on the liquor, but I felt in my heart that he meant it. He meant what he was saying. I suspected him of cheating again. I had dreams of him cheating. You know, this happens for a lot of women especially. I don't know why. I don't hear too much of it where men are concerned. But women be having those feelings, those impressions, or they be having dreams. 
<laughs> so I had dreams of him cheating. I heard him call another woman's name in his sleep. Telltale sign right there. There were rumors going around that he was selling drugs again. He started hanging around people much younger than him. You know, that's another guy thing, um, although we weren't in our 40s at that time. But, you know, what do they call that, the 40-year, uh, oh, the midlife crisis, I think that's what they call it uh, for a lot of men, that when they get to that middle age, they tend to look for younger women to kind of make them feel young again. Um they seem to be the stoner type. That's what we called it back then. The stoners were the, you know, the people who like to drink, listen to rock and roll, and do drugs. Um, when I went out of town, he had wild parties, so I was told. He never had time to do things with his family. All the signs of the past were there again. Have you heard the saying, the proof is in the pudding? Well, believe me, honey, it is. All the signs were there, you know. That was really all the proof that I needed. Um, however, let me continue to read. I began to ask him if he was cheating around again. Of course, he denied this. You know, there was the lying part coming into play again. Of course, he denied this. This time, I felt it, though. I felt it in my gut. I felt it in my spirit. I did not have proof, but I felt it. Well, now I know that I actually had proof because all those other signs was really proof enough. You know, I finally came to the place that I said, you know, if I have to even suspect it or if I have to even feel like it, then that is cheating. And you know what? The Bible says if a man looks on a woman to lust after her, that he has already committed adultery in his heart. So if he was living or if someone that you're... your spouse, you know, that you're involved with is living in a way that makes you even suspect it, then they're actually already cheating. They actually are already cheating on you, okay? I began to pray, God, I can't go through this again. Please make a way out of this marriage for me. I began to seek God and pray and call upon him to give me a definitive answer. I began to wonder if this was all life had to offer. We had enough money. We were not in debt. There were even times that I forgot that it was payday. We reestablished our credit, this time in my name. Now we had A1 credit. What did it take to make him happy? I understood that anyone could go through slumps and desire changes in their life. The key, in my opinion, was how you dealt with those feelings. You know, that might be important to consider before you decide to embark upon an a quote-unquote affair. Um, I'm calling it what it is, cheating and adultery. Um, analyze. Analyze, you know, the consequences before you decide to, to step into those muddy, dirty waters. Back to reading. Sometimes we don't like or understand the way God answers our prayers. Therefore, we miss it when it happens. That is what happened to me. I vowed to myself and to God that I would be faithful to my husband after we reconciled the first time. Because like I said, I've been on both sides of that coin. Um, Although I had good reason to seek comfort elsewhere, I learned that the guilt, yes, the guilt and the pain I lived with afterward was more than I want to live through again. So for myself even, even confessing my 
actions after we had gotten back together, I still had a lot of guilt, and I still felt that I caused pain, even though I thought at the time that I was justified. My cheating husband, who had cheated on me first, was not understanding. (laughs) He was not understanding at all. He threw it in my face, even though we were separated. We We were living in a whole different city and everything, and he had done it to me, but he was not forgiving in any way, shape, or form. So back to reading. Um, During all those years of mistreatment, drug use, and separations, I had been unfaithful to my marriage. So when I noticed symptoms that resembled those of of an infection, I was very concerned and suspicious. Consequences of cheating. Yeah, an infection. After going to the doctor, my suspicions were confirmed. I had a sexually transmitted disease. How come they don't talk about all that stuff on TV, on the shows, while they're glamorizing this whole cheating thing? Why don't they talk about that part of it? You know, I know why, because they don't care about that. They just want the ratings to be high. They want to draw you in and seduce you and make you think that it's fun and exciting and wonderful, you know, that it's an experience of your life. Well, getting an STD was a devastating experience for me. After 11 years of fidelity to a man who had already put me through the closest thing to hell on earth that I could imagine, now he gives me a sexually transmitted disease. Put that on one of your shows, folks. Okay? Deal with that reality. I was angry. I went to his job and confronted him. I'm still reading. He continued to deny it until he continued to deny it. Okay, cold busted, but continue to deny it. You talk about what did my granny say? If you'll lie, you'll steal. If you'll steal, you'll cheat. Okay. He continued to deny it until I told him I just came from the doctor and showed him my prescription. I wanted to slap him. I wanted to hurt him the way he hurt me. I asked you over and over if you didn't want me anymore, why couldn't you just say that? Oh, I was furious. Why do you have to mistreat me more by lying to me? On top of cheating, you got to lie to me, you know. He didn't have an answer. He just broke down in tears. This time, his tears did not move me. I had to get away from him. I couldn't stand the sight of him. What kind of person was he anyway? (sighs) Well, you know, I hate to be so harsh because I know that this is, uh, like I said, part of the sinful nature of man. But got to continue this after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected 
who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 central on Tugginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Tugginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Yes, I got a little bit worked up, (laughs) y'all. I've been delivered, and I've been set free, and I've I've been blessed to have a wonderful, wonderful husband now, and I don't have to deal with that kind of pain and agony anymore. But even reading my own story again can get the fire burning again because people live this way, and People glamorize it all over television and don't deal with the true, the truth of the matter. You know, um, I think I was telling you all that I even ran across a website that actually advertised, and I'm not going to give them the, I'm not going to give them the, the respect of giving their name and, and causing people to probably even want to go find it, but advertise cheating, a cheating service. And they said how it would enhance the people's lives. And all you had to do was, you know, sign in, log in, whatever, whatever. I was like, the audacity of Satan, you know, to push his agenda so boldly. Well, that's why I'm pushing mine so adamantly. That's why I get so worked up because, you know, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum now. I know the damage that it causes, and the consequences of cheating. That's what I'm going to focus on. And today I ran across, I found this article um, online, 
called Consequences of Cheating on Your Wife. Now, of course, this can this can be flipped around too. I'm sure in most uh, in most of these instances, uh, if a wife cheats on her husband, um, this is by uh, someone named Nicole Bolton on eHow. Because I don't want to claim claim anyone's material without giving them credit for it. Okay, it says emotional and physical consequences. Well, I just got to you describing to you some of my emotional feelings and physical consequences. Um, she says many marriages experience difficult times and problems, sometimes leading to extramarital affairs. Um, when a man cheats on his wife, he might think that he is being discreet, but the consequences are often emotional and physical. Mm-hmm. A man cheating on his wife is often unhappy and will eventually be caught, leading to his marriage's demise. Okay, as far as I can tell, this is not a um, church, so church quote unquote um, website. It's just it's just a secular website, um, marriage and counseling type website. Um, and what does it say? Some of the consequences are feelings of guilt. Infidelity in relationships can lead to feelings of guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. These feelings can cause men to be more secretive and start more arguments with their wives. It doesn't help the relationship. It only adds more flame to the fire. And I ain't talking about flames of passion. It adds more Squabbles, mad squabbles, <laughs> arguments, fights even. Some people, you know, escalate to the point of fighting. Um, this behavior can lead the wife to become suspicious and distrustful of her husband. So if you, you know, if you're cheating, she's probably going to get even more suspicious and more distrustful of you and get on your case even more about every little thing you do because she doesn't trust you. Okay? And vice versa, ladies. It used to be that you heard more about men doing this. Now it seems to swing both ways. seems to be that there is just very little respect for uh, one another out there um, amongst the youth, you know, even as as early as high school and junior high school, they're talking about cheating. (laughs) Uh, What are some of the other consequences? The other woman's feelings. The other woman that you drew into this uh, triangle, you know, not your wife, but the other woman. During an affair, there is a possibility that the other woman will develop strong feelings and want to interfere in the man's marriage. How often have you heard about that, where the other woman starts to cause problems, you know, starts to threaten the man to leave the wife, starts to, you know, call the house, uh, starts to leave notes, uh, starts to try to leave a little trail uh, to get you busted, to get you caught, um, might even notify the wife or family members of the affair to try to get caught, um, to try to get you caught in an attempt to break up the man and his family. And then what often happens, in some cases, they, you know, they do break up and they do leave. In a lot of cases, then, they turn on that wife, that, that woman that they were messing with, turn on her and basically say, well, I'm not leaving my wife. After they've used you, 
after they've used you and taken from you what you have to offer, not just your physical body, but your substance, your essence, you know, use you for what you bring to the table, then they come back and say, well, I'm not leaving my wife, you know. And so how do you feel? How do you feel in that situation? More than, more than feeling like a fool. Okay, consequences. We're talking about consequences, people. How about getting caught? How about when you get caught? Been there, done that. Not fun at all. Humiliating. Just as devastating as being cheated on. (laughs) At least in my case. Because, again, like I said, my first husband was unforgiving. Didn't matter that he had already done it several times. Didn't matter tried to shame me uh, in my community because I was fairly well-known in my community. And I mean to tell you, he broadcasted it everywhere he could broadcast it, people. (laughs) And I had to overcome that. I had to live through that and live it down. When the wife discovers the affair, her trust in her husband will be lost. This will lead to placing blame and frequent fighting. If other members of the family, such as children or in-laws, find out, they might develop feelings of resentment toward the husband. Okay, so it so it breaks up not only just the, the husband and wife situation, but now it begins to affect the children, the in-laws, the extended family. It, it, the extended family, it's not just the two of you. The extended family gets drawn into this. Okay, feelings of resentment and 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 sometimes even hatred can can develop. Um, how about the consequences of it ending your marriage? How many times have have you heard men say, uh, "Wow, I was a fool," you know, "I was a fool." Years later, they're 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 still realizing how foolish they were and how they how they broke the woman's heart of the of the the only person who ever truly truly loved them. You know, I could testify to that, too, actually. Um, I'm not going to go there, but I can actually testify to how that even though I ended my first marriage, the impact and the effects of it are still lingering um, with my my first husband. He still hasn't overcome the guilt. It's eaten him alive. Not that I didn't forgive. I've forgiven but just his own conscience and not getting that healing and that restoration that he needs from the Lord himself, okay? So the end of the marriage. Many affairs lead to the end of a marriage and eventually divorce. If children are involved, they might develop feelings of low self-esteem and depression. Yes, you know, people used to say, ah, you know, you you don't stay in a marriage for the sake of the kids, you know, you don't need to stay in the marriage for the sake of the kids. Well, I think you actually do need to stay in the marriage for the sake of the kids, not just for the sake of the kids, but you need to stay in the marriage and consider the kids, too, because you are actually affecting the rest of their life. That's one of the reasons why so many young people don't even believe in marriage anymore, why they choose to, to shack up and just sell themselves short and just live with someone who who won't even love them enough to commit to them because they've been disillusioned and their hearts have been broken and they've been split up between two, two, three, however many different homes, states even, and the enemy has perpetuated this lie that it doesn't matter. They'll be just fine. 
Well, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell. It has had, it has long lasting lifetime effects and the next generation has done just what we see today where marriage has become a mockery. Okay? So, um divorces that involve children can lead to uh severe behavioral issues. You know, you see it and they start acting up in school, flunking grades, uh, getting involved in drugs, gangs, you, you name it, especially if they are teens. Divorce can be costly and cause relationship damage between family members, loss of friends, and um, like I said, physical consequences, including STDs. And unwanted pregnancies. Unwanted pregnancies. Remember, sex is what God designed to 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 cause life. It, it wasn't made just for our physical pleasure. It, that that was an addition. That was a benefit. But it wasn't it wasn't created just for us to have physical pleasure, momentary pleasure. It was also created so that we could procreate, so that we could reproduce, so that we could be like God. God created. He has the ability to create. You know, he created the heavens and the earth. You know, he said, let there be light, and there was light. Well, he gave us that ability to create after our own time, you know, to reproduce. So sex was never intended to be simply a selfish, physical, fleshly thing. It was designed to bring another soul, another human life with a soul into the earth, a soul that would praise, honor, and worship their creator. We were all designed and created to worship him. He created mankind so that he would not be alone. And that's why he created you, because he wanted your company. <laughs> and on that note, I gotta go. Until next week, people, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> 